0: Welcome to episode 46 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. Did it right that time. We did it. (laughs) Did it. Chris, it's been a rough week. It it has been a long week. I feel like we're both still kind of hungover from Comic-Con, even though we got back a week ago. It's the, the I call it the post-con depression, which I think is a real thing for a lot of people. It probably is. Where it's just like, it's not just that your energy is zapped. It's just like... The idea of knowing it's an entire year before you can be back with that many nerds. I mean, no, I guess that's true. Yeah, we have WonderCon. Yeah, but I mean, not... WonderCon this year was meh. I didn't even you know. didn't even go. Yeah. I know. So what am I talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, we, we will eventually get to our topic of the day, which, of course, no, we is, won't. is sub-zero. It'll <laughs> take us a long time to get there though. Because, so we did do the Comic-Con special, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that Friday night. Yeah, though. unfortunately, we recorded that before the DC panel. That was on Saturday. So there were tons and tons of news. We're going to do our best to try and get through it uh, relatively quickly, even though it's not news at this point. It's all been out for over a week. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to start with some news that has absolutely nothing to do with Comic-Con or Batman, hmm. but is personally exciting for me, which is the the new James Bond movie has a release date in November Ooh, of I 2019. Did see that. Yeah, so Bond 25 will be released in November 2019. Daniel Craig is confirmed to come back for at least one movie, probably for a fuckload of cash. Uh, there is no director yet on it although okay. uh, there are three contenders denny villeneuve who did Arrival and is doing Ooh. blade runner 2049 and Ooh. did uh, sicario i like that i would love to have him come on there i mean because he's like an actual like proper like auteur filmmaker he'd mm-hmm. be awesome uh, another option would be david mckenzie who i didn't realize recognize until uh, i saw that he did hell or high water okay did you ever see that nope It's excellent. That's the Chris Pine. Chris Pine, Ben Foster, Jeff Bridges. uh, We're in the West stealing stuff. Yeah, it's like a modern Western sort of thing. Um, Like there's a lot of movies that are similar to it, but they just, that one just does its own thing really, really well. That's what I kept hearing. Yeah, I loved it. I would love to see him attack one. The last one was uh, Jan Demange. I'm probably pronouncing that poorly. Sounds French. But he did a movie called 71 with Jack O'Connell. It's like about, um, I think it has to do with um, like the IRA. Uh, oh yeah. the irish army oh yeah from 1971 <laughs> i As was thinking yeah like like a, ta- like, like like a tax, tax form no, yeah. Yeah. yeah the infamous ira is no yeah the yeah. uh like it has to I don't know, be a, my mom would go see that movie, She, I'm she sure. would, yeah, yeah, I come up a family that counts. someone will see that. Yeah. So any one of the three of them I think would be cool choices, uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. This means nothing to you or most people who listen to this. Not at but all. They're the but writers. I'm excited to hear you be excited. Well, so here's the thing, though, because those two guys, uh, they've been on every Bond film since Tomorrow Never Dies, including the really good ones, Casino Royale and Skyfall. Um, but they also had co-writers on those in the form of Paul Haggis and John Logan, who are really mm-hmm. good writers. These guys are responsible also for, like, um, um. Oh. uh... The shit, Pierce Brosnan ones as well. <laughs> so it's a little bit concerning, but the craziest thing about all of this is that there's not a studio attached to distribute it yet. No, nah, why would there be? Yeah, which is insane. So, like, the, the deal with Sony's up because Sony's distributed for years. So now uh, Eon Productions slash MGM is shopping around for one film to <laughs> Sony, Warner Brothers, Universal Fox, and Annapurna. Which is just a crazy deal if you think about it, because they're all desperate for franchises. This isn't a franchise, it's literally one a single movie. One movie. Yeah, with probably like a two hundred fifty million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you guys wanna but make but also this? a pretty much a guaranteed success. I mean, yes. Even if it's bad, they're gonna make their money back. I mean they'll make their money back. It, it's a guaranteed success, but not necessarily a huge success. Because That's the thing with the Bond films, is like it's the films themselves are reactionary and people's responses to them are also reactionary. It's like Skyfall comes out and is huge, like mm-hmm. the biggest Bond film ever because it's so good. And then we go into Spectre, and it doesn't do well because it's not very good. So now people are going to go in and like, well, the last one wasn't very good. Is this That's one's- true. Yeah. Well, before Skyfall was Quantum, and yeah. that didn't do very well, did that it? That didn't do well either, yeah. I'm an apologist for, for Quantum of Solace, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't do great. Mm-hmm. But but, yeah, I'm just really excited about that because I love James Bond. Actually. And I'm sure they'll market it well, like Daniel Craig's final Bond yeah. film. Like, it'll it'll do fine, but it's just, it's all super interesting. That's a pretty bold move to, like, lock in a release date. When they locked in release date, they had only writers confirmed. They hadn't confirmed Craig or the directors <laughs> of the studio. It's like, that is... Bold move, Barbara Broccoli, but you generally make good decisions. So we'll, we'll I think they trust just want to start getting the hype back. Because it I has so, been, because yeah. so, uh, Spectre was. Spectre was 2015. So this Two comes out in 2019, it'll be the. It'll tie for the second longest gap between films. Okay. So it's just, they're just trying to get like the murmurs started. Exactly. Just like, yeah. Oh, did you hear? Just speaking in the alleys. James <otionckles> Bond. Yeah. But we should also get other things, uh, like Marvel. Still not talking about <laughs> oh, Batman yet. Okay. Marvel news from Comic-Con. We got some trailers. Thor trailer looks yeah. amazing. Yep. Very excited for this Still movie. Still super excited. Not much else to say there. Uh, I think we, we were right when we talked about it last time, where the first trailer we got is probably the first like 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. I think so, yeah. And, and then this... the rest of it is going to be that that buddy cop road trip story. Yeah, I'm going after <clears throat> Hell, I go back to Asgard. It looks great. Yeah. It looks so much damn fun. Um looks like a departure, too, for Marvel, which I'm excited about. Like, yeah, very I mean, different. it's nice to see them still trying new things. Yeah. And especially because they're going to probably have to keep trying new things post-Infinity War. Yeah. which is going to be a clean slate. Yeah. And, there, I mean, obviously there was footage shown of Infinity War at Comic-Con. We didn't go to that. We didn't bother trying to get a whole H on Saturday. Cause, <laughs> People were in line, like, Thursday night. Yeah. Or probably Thursday day. Probably, which is absolutely insane. So uh, nothing to talk about in terms of Infinity War, related. But we got the news that Michelle Pfeiffer is going to be the Wasp in Ant-Man, which I'm super excited about. I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. This is also uh, yet another Batman actor getting pulled into the MCU, which is pretty (laughs) awesome. So, (laughs) hey, look, it's kind of relevant. Yay. It's relevant of sorts. Always. Uh, And then, of course, Captain Marvel. The news on that. I uh, refresh my mind oh, Jesus Christ uh, It's going to be set In the 1990s Right I did hear that Nick Fury is going to be in it Yes With both eyes and and, <laughs> Is it going to be White or black Well I'm assuming It's going to be black Nick Fury I think they, you're not going to Bring I, I, David Hasselhoff back to no, reprise his 90s Nick Fury movie I think that was actually Late t- or no Early 2000s I don't think so. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm sure it We're was. I feel like we've had this exact conversation. We did. I think on one of the crossovers. Yeah, um, and the scrolls with the villains, which is pretty cool. Okay. I don't know that much about them, but um, they're pretty badass. So that should be cool. But then we can actually talk about some DC news as well. Did you you watch the Justice League trailer, the new one? Yes. What did you think? Um, it's I don't know. I mean, for a trailer, this didn't get me as excited as the normal trailers do yep um i don't ha i was right 1998 damn um i hope uh, they make some joke about has, that It has to happen for once in a while yes <laughs> um yeah i mean we we talk about this a lot that Zack snyder is maybe the best at trailers yeah or true. one of the best like every movie he makes we get excited we know we're going to be let down but we get excited yeah. still you've kind of lost all hope you, you've yeah, you've pretty much. sealed off your, your heart. Yeah. I am still an innocent one that believes in the impossible. <laughs> oh, he's a dreamer. <laughs> I'm a dreamer. Um but I don't know. Something about this trailer just like wasn't I feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be. <clears throat> no. Or usually they have like, you know, it's a comedy themed trailer or it's yeah. gonna show off all the action and they show a little bit of both. Um the ending where there may be probably definitely teasing superman yeah um felt very unnecessary especially when the art has superman in it i know like the main poster has superman to the left of batman yeah and it's like i get that they're like teasing us with the reveal of superman but also like if that's a real scene in the movie that's such a like a boring lame way to like bring superman back i know I, i keep wanting to think it's someone else but I mean, it's not, I don't know who it would be. No, like it's, it's Superman. Now, I mean, they do make reference to the Green Lantern Corps in the trailer. I that's if, true. I don't know if you caught that. Um, no. Yeah. So the, the villain Steppenwolf, again, I have no idea who that character is. He's some like, he's like an underling of, yeah. Um, he's like an emissary of dark side, dark side yeah. but it's like, really? That's what you're throwing at us for your first. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> he mentions that earth, is easy to attack because it has no Kryptonian referring to Superman, but also no lanterns. I'm like, okay. Did he say lanterns? I had to like go and turn on closed caption and watch the trailer. But so, and we know that's, I think that's one of the confirmed movies from the presentation was green lantern. Yeah. Corp. Green lantern Corp for I think 2020. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so who knows? We will see in just a matter of months how yeah. bad it actually is. As, as many of you regular listeners probably know, we trash Zack Snyder. A lot on this podcast. And we do yeah. our best to kind of close that book when we can uh, and just try and let it be. <laughs> are, on you, are, its you, own. are you telling me I should just let this go? And just... No, no, no. I'm saying like we've you, you've gotten better about not bringing it up. And yeah. if we if it does come up, you don't kind of like latch onto it for very long anymore. No. In the earlier episodes, that would be, like, a five-minute detour <laughs> where it was just five minutes of trashing Snyder. Well, now I'm doing, like, five-minute detours about, like, James Bond, so I don't have room for long detours. Yeah, no, that's it's fine. Zack Snyder. That's absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah. What are your thoughts about it? When, it? when it comes out, and if it's as big as a mess we think it is, like, it's not just put on his shoulders, though. Like, it's worth acknowledging that the, just the creative problems the whole franchise has... And that's not just purely him. Right. So, yeah, like, they don't really... I mean, they have Jeff Johns now, but he's not really a Kevin Feige. Yeah, so. well, they, they had Jeff Johns from Wonder Woman is when he came on bef- after... Yeah, but um, I feel like that was after it had already gone in production. Oh, it was after Batman Superman was when they yeah. brought in Jeff Johns. Yeah, but, I mean, by the time they brought me in, now they're doing massive reshoots. So mm-hmm. it's possible he has a bigger influence on this movie than he did in the past. Ideally. Um, but also, but, like, like, he's good at those big stories, but, like, yeah. he shines with Flash and GL. Well, you say that he shines with Flash, but yeah. if we want to see broader signs of a really bad decision-making uh, trend, they're trying to make Flashpoint. How do how do you, what? That's I I, I, <laughs> I would love it as that as that way to just reset the franchise. Well, that's kind of what the rumors are flying out because now mm-hmm. there's all the speculation that Ben Affleck's going to walk away from Yeah, cuz he doesn't seem to like it. He doesn't seem to like it. And and again, like he he didn't flat out deny it. He just talked about how grateful he was to be playing Batman at the convention. But, I mean, the same rumors are flying about him not directing the Batman right before he's left directing the Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I just don't think we have, like, I'm going I'm to steal this from uh, our other podcast that we steal everything else from. Um, oh, The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Yeah. Uh, they, we just don't have enough time with all the characters to do that kind of reset. No. Like, unless they just stick with the core three, which I don't think they should because one of the best subplots of Flashpoint is the Atlantean Themiscarian War. Yeah. Um, It's like, if we just stick with the Batman story, the Superman story, and maybe even just that, like, you could make a decent movie of just that. I wouldn't want it yet. No. At some point, I would like it. Not yet. Yeah. Um, but, like you could get something decent, and also we don't have enough time with the flash to understand that, yeah, we don't I, we, we we can get the backstory. It looks like we're going to get his flashback, probably going to be the most prominent in this movie, yeah, because we see his it's dad his in origin. prison, yeah yeah um, and I mean, we don't really need an aquaman origin we'll we'll we're, get a we're Cyclops one yeah cyborg nope Cyclops Cyclops, yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Marsden as Cyclops <laughs> in this movie. That's what I'm most excited for. We needed a more boring character than Cyborg, <laughs> so we picked Cyclops. Oh, I, I beg to differ. I think Cyclops might be the most boring superhero. Yeah, he's more boring than Cyborg. God damn it. That's I what keep I, saying it. That's what I said. I meant it the other way around. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, we just don't... I, there's not enough at stake from what we know at the moment. Yeah, it just... It, it seems like their way of shoehorning in making a flash movie really all about Batman. Cause it'll be the whole Thomas Wayne arc and him going up against Martha Wayne as the Joker and all this other crap. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, they keep trying to force upon us things they haven't earned yet. The death of Superman, Batman versus Superman. Right. Um, even just the existence of a just league movie. Like they haven't earned any of these things. Mm-hmm. Like they earned the Wonder Woman movie because it was an origin story and it was set before everything else. And it just, did a like a clean adaptation of her intro or origins right. and if you compare this i mean we we obviously always do this but if you compare it to marvel from my not, i obviously don't know the the marvel comics as well as the dc comics yeah i don't either uh but they i don't think they went for the biggest comics to start no like the iron man movie isn't based off of like his main story i mean uh iron man 3 is kind of like Mandarin is kind of one of his bigger villains. Yeah, but I mean, and like Iron Man Two is like a loose, very loose adaptation, like Demon in a Bottle, which is one of the most famous like Iron Man story arcs. But that's also yeah. just it's a purely Iron Man story. Like, yeah, this would basically be if Marvel had tried to do Civil War. as, yeah, like as, their as the first as Avengers, fifth, what their fifth movie? As uh, no, not even that. As, as I mean, Avengers is their fifth movie. So no, yeah. Avengers are Four. sixth. Iron Man, Man Hulk, Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, Thor copyright. God damn it! Boom! I just guessed a number. <laughs> yeah, so did I, but I was right. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as their first Avengers film, they tried to do Civil War, and it's um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I, I don't, don't know what to say. I don't. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. And yeah, and now there's a mustache, <laughs> but not. What are we doing, Chris? What are we doing about this? There's a mustache on Superman. Uh, How do you feel about that? (laughs) At least it's not our job to digitally erase every whistle. God, fuck that. I feel so, as a person who knows the tortures of frame-by-frame, like, rotoscoping and removal and all that shit, I feel so bad for that team. Yeah. Especially because it's probably going to fall on, like, an intern. It probably is. Yeah. And he's going to hate his life. But for everyone on his resume, you can put the guy who erased Superman's mustache. Yeah, unless it's not done well. probably won't, it probably won't be done well. Um, I think the only Are they, they going to add the, the mullet? <laughs> yeah. Gonna, Are they just going to move behind move, his head? Move his facial hair up onto the back of his head. Yeah. The only other bit of DC news for all that was that uh, Shazam now has a director in the form of David S. Sandberg, who did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation. Haven't seen either one of them. Mm-hmm. But I heard Lights Out's actually pretty good. Um, but the weird part about it is that Dwayne Johnson's not even going to be in Shazam. No, why would he? Yeah, it's like... Why would you? Why would you take the biggest stories of Batman and Superman but then with Shazam not use his main villain? I don't know. I don't know, because they're going to give him his own movie because it's Dwayne Johnson. He's probably demanding that. Yeah. Well, I think they announced that a while ago, didn't well, they? Well, they, they announced that he was going to have his own movie a long time ago, but we it was always run with the assumption that he was then also going to be in Shazam, which no. would make the most sense. No. Uh, but you know what? At least Warner Brothers is bringing out one movie that does look good. <sighs> Chris, <laughs> if this movie doesn't do well we're talking about ready player one by the way yes i have this has been very you you hammer this into the podcast very often but i don't read many books no i've read i've read did you actually read i've listened to this book there we go five times now holy shit i love this story and i know there's a lot of like deep-rooted nerds that don't enjoy this because it's just you know blah 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 nonsense but i love this book (laughs) And if it's not done well, I might just give up on Warner Brothers. <laughs> I mean, look, it—the trailer looks good. Mm-hmm. It's Steven Spielberg. We know that Iron Giant is going to be a main component, which yeah. makes my heart sing. Yeah, you know, I mean, it. This movie, like, this is the first movie since Roger Rabbit, basically, where you're talking about trying to introduce a ton of different other IP into mm. this one world. Chris, we talked about the last movie that did this. We did in January wait oh you think i remember shit back in january lego batman did this well no no not in the same way because that's all warner brothers ip oh okay yeah, yeah yeah. now lego the lego movie itself had a lot of disparate ips but they all have licensing with those franchises that exist this because yeah, yeah, yeah. even in the trailer we see back to the future we see iron giant we see um the light cycle from akira mm-hmm. it's not a light cycle it's a normal cycle from akira yeah it's just the futuristic yeah motorcycle um the song playing through the whole thing is a remix of imagination pure imagination know, from William really cool. so like this there's a lot of different ip coming in on this and without someone like spielberg it'd be hard to do that but spielberg's right. kind of guy who can just call up whoever he needs well, he was also the one that got them to do it for roger rabbit exactly yeah so like i think it's i'm glad that they handed it off to him because i feel like he can do it yeah and it looks really fun like i don't remember there being a car chase anywhere in the book no, but that, not at all. that car chase sequence looks awesome I, so uh, right on i'm gonna dip into spoilers i'm gonna assume they're gonna replace the second trial with that which one was the second trial the war games trial oh probably oh yeah because that's one i don't think war games was warner brothers i think it was universal but also that's not that cinematic to just recreate an entire exactly. movie like bit by bit so yeah this mm-hmm. is probably be something different but you what know I, what i would want is i still want um what's the um who's the actor in war games uh matthew broderick yeah i would like him to cameo in it they probably have a cameo somewhere for him. I don't yeah. know as Ferris or as war games. I don't know his character in war games. I've never seen it. So neither. I, I feel yeah. like I should. I hear good things about it. Yeah. We should probably watch that at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, be able to plug one day, but, but yeah, this is the movie. Like this is my movie. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, last two things, the Ninjago trailer, Lego Ninjago actually looks Ninjago. really Fuck it. Whatever. I've never, whatever. It looks good. <laughs> fuck you. I'm trying to be supportive of this movie. Ninjago. Uh, ninjago yeah i mean it, it's had a, a long-lasting series on cartoon network yeah. the movie looks good it looks really fun it looks like they capture that same kind of humor mm-hmm. so excited about that also the stranger things trailer looked amazing yeah i didn't watch it <laughs> why, why did you watch it i didn't did you watch stranger things i did i watched the series didn't watch the trailer why not i kind of want to go in fresh okay but it's a good trailer they they incorporate thriller which is like one of the best songs ever Ooh, yeah, no. i have a shirt i have a stranger things shirt now oh i'd like okay the booth. yeah <laughs> I thought he was like, congratulations, Cameron! You own a shirt. I own a <laughs> shirt. This is very it's, important. It has news Nickelodeon for on it, of course. Yes. Okay. Now that we're twenty minutes, twenty in the podcast, minutes in talking bullshit, so we finally get to the topic at hand. I guess so. Sub Zero, what um, none of the fans are here for. Yeah. It it's like a a fine long episode. Yeah, I think I have a few questions. Should we do them beforehand? After. I'll, I'll do one beforehand, because okay. um, if they reversed these two movies, yeah. if we got this before Phantasm, yeah. would you have liked it more? Do you think the looming idea of Phantasm just lowers this? Um, I guess in some sense. I think you can just see they went into making this with a very different mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like with... And it was also meant for different purposes. It was. So this was released in 98, but made in 97. Clearly designed. It was supposed to be out in 97. Yeah, it was supposed to coincide with Batman and Robin, but because that was a critical and commercial bomb, mm-hmm. uh, they pushed it out a year. And yeah. this actually did fairly well, yeah, like critically and commercially for what it was. Well, it wasn't theatrical. I'm sure it had a small release. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but Phantasm is the only theatrical release. This is true. Batman film. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's... Look, it's fine. I think it. Mm. This is also four years after the series is, has ended. This is true. Which yeah. begs the question: Why they chose um, Batman Adventure style instead of New Batman Adventure style? Yeah, because that was still either that was still going on or just ended. Yeah, it would have been more or less ongoing mm-hmm. at that point. It is. It is an interesting choice that they made. Was Freeze part. in New Batman? Is that why? He he was a new Batman. Okay, so I guess I I don't. Yeah, what's interesting is that like this like connects plot threads if I kind of recall between the original anime very scenes. very loosely. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There's we, one, one. We episode... ended on freeze like a month ago. Yeah, we like freeze was on an iceberg with Nora like going off in the Arctic. So his that's where he starts in this movie. So that makes sense. I can't remember though if in. The new Batman Adventures, the one episode of Mr. Freeze, if it acknowledges... Um, that Nora's that healed. Nora's healed, yeah. I mean, probably not, because that probably came out before this movie. Yeah, but it, I guess it depends on when it was written, which I'm not... I, That's was, true. I wasn't able to get an answer to that, really, mm-hmm. and how long it was in development. So this may have been written before new Batman Adventures, maybe gone into production, actually, even before mm-hmm. new Batman Adventures. Because I, I think this would have been great as a two-parter. Honestly, I, I would yeah. have rather... I mean, the last episode we had was, was great. The Barbara, or the uh, Backer Returns episode. Yeah. It was good. I would have rather ended on this two-parter. Yeah, I agree. Because we get, we get Barbara in it. Yeah. Um, it's a great freeze ending. It is. And it, you can tell even, like, cause you watch it on Amazon, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. as did I. Do you have this long, black... Long, I like full... So they, they were 10 seconds each. A full minute of content was just black screen. Considering it's like sixty-seven minutes, that's pretty extreme. Yeah, because I was confused. Like as I'm watching, I'm like, did something go wrong? Like, did my Xbox? Because Xbox is a piece of shit. Did it act up again and cause problems? <laughs> Not our sponsor this week. Oh, it'll never We're be a Sony sponsored. Series. It'll never be our sponsor. I despise that thing. <laughs> it causes me nothing but headaches. Um, yes, yeah, so I was like, I it clearly felt like it was written to be on tv and maybe it absolutely maybe it was originally like a a two-part episode and they're like well we never actually produced this maybe we'll just go ahead and make it a feature it's got mr freeze in it he's coming out in a movie we'll just do this because mm-hmm. i mean it has batman robin batgirl and mr freeze in it i mean it has everything but poison ivy and bane it's basically batman and robin right and it's okay here's a nice third question is this better than batman and robin entertainment on the entertainment scale, no. I agree. On the story plot, y- 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 sure. I th- I think so cuz I think you you empathize with Freeze more in this. His turn where he becomes kind of good or at least becomes helpful uh-huh. feels m- more realistic in this than it did in Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, this has nothing to do with Schwarzenegger's acting. Nothing. Not not in the slightest. <laughs> um i do miss the puns i think this this movie needed like two good puns (laughs) yeah i think i agree with you i still find batman robin super entertaining Mm -hmm. like if i will sit down and watch that Mm -hmm. before i'll sit down and watch batman or the season of the dark knight rises yeah any day uh chris i do have a quick point to make yes we didn't need to watch this movie (sighs) if if you for our fans (laughs) that watch this with us all none of you um (laughs) bruce tim and paul dini have nothing to do with this movie this is true. The, two, the only person that I connected to the original franchise, two people, is Andrea Romano. because She's in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's directed by Boyd Kirkland. Yes. And it's also co-written by him and Randy Rogel, who did write some of the episodes of yeah, the animated yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah, whatever. But, Chris, why am I wasting my time with this movie? It's te- why are you making me watch this? It's technically part of the DC Extended I don't universe. care. This is the Tim Talk podcast, Chris. <laughs> I'm only watching stuff with Bruce Tim's name attached to it. You can do this by... I'm leaving. You can do this by yourself. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to try to do it like to fully work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, as I of right, took the notes. I'm still here.
0: This is... Well, yeah. I mean, this is the first of our official episodes. We talked about nothing involving Bruce Timm because we did 20 minutes of news that had nothing to do with him. 25 now. Well, now we've been like talking. Yeah, yeah. Now we've been yeah, riffing. Yeah, come on. Yeah. But uh, let's just speed through this movie real quick. Yeah. So, okay, one thing I did like, but it was also weird, was right from the very beginning, they <laughs> used the original 89 score for the mm-hmm. introduction. I don't know why. Uh, probably because the whoever did the music score didn't want to do it again. It's not. It's, the music is not very good. It, it is it's very odd. It is odd. And I guess, I think you're right. The problem is, as you're watching this, it's hard not to compare every element of it to the Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. which is the best Batman movie. hmm um, definitively. Because even, like, the opening scene... Not opening scene. When we first see Batman is very reminiscent of um, uh, Phantasm. Yeah. It's the chase scene to a party scene where there's three girls chasing Bruce at the party. Yeah. Veland is there. Veronica's there. Yeah. Or she wasn't there in... She wasn't in Phantasm? She wasn't in Phantasm. Oh, whatever. Well, no. there's the difference. There we yeah, go. There's one. But, yeah, so, because, like... Okay, what I noticed about this movie is it's incredibly inefficient. It's really, for what it is, it's very short. But you look Mm -hmm. at Phantasm. Phantasm does a lot of work in terms of character and backstory and drama and action. Like, that is an incredibly tight, efficient, Mm -hmm. what, 100? 110, 16? I think it was 116. No, I mean, 116 is, like, almost two full hours. I think it's like actually, I think it's like seventy. I think it's like seventy something minutes. I don't know. I can look it up. The point is, like that could. movie is short but incredibly efficient. Absolutely, not much actually happens. Like, well, I mean, we you, you said it kind of at the beginning of this talk. <clears throat> this was probably written as a two parter, which would have been way. forty minutes. Yeah, they had to extend for an extra tw- for an, a full extra episode. Yeah, because even like the opening scene where um, you know freeze mm-hmm. freeze has basically built himself a house up in the Arctic with two polar bears and a a little Inuit kid Mm -hmm. and a submarine like crashes through and breaks open Nora's containment chamber chamber. So he kills all of them. One, one little thing I liked, one little thing I liked. So, uh, the character in this of Dr. Gregory Belson, who's like the other villain, Mm -hmm. the guy who gets brought in to help Nora live. He's voiced by George Sunza. I'm probably going to pronounce that wrong. Okay. Who is the voice of the ventriloquist. Oh, good. And the voice of Perry White. And I noticed in the Superman series yeah, that we're yeah. going to be watching next. I, I've mentioned this before. <laughs> I've never seen the Superman I see series. I you know who Barry White is. Nope. For fuck's sake. I okay. know Barry White. Ugh. Same thing. <laughs> So they're one of the guys who is operating the submarine looks like that actor, and that actor played Cobb in Crimson Tide as I think like the dive captain or something like that on it, or like one of the submarine commanders. So I think there was a deliberate reference to him formally playing a submarine commander because they animated him on a submarine. Okay, and if, you've probably never seen Crimson nope. Tide. It's uh, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman and literally every other person that's ever been in a movie in small bit roles. Like, James Gandolfini is in there, Steve Zahn, like, Vigo Mortensen. Like, all these guys have, like, little bit parts. And it's an incredible movie about... Um, I'm going to do a little, little talk about here at Crimson Tide real quick. All right, that's fine. But it's an awesome movie. I'm sure movie. I'll talk about White Squall at some point um, in this podcast. Like, set during the, like the end of the Cold War and basically uh, a U.S. nuclear sub gets a... There's, like, a really tight political situation between the U.S. and Russia, and they get a, a launched command. Okay. And then they are starting to get another order when they have a short circuit. And so the captain of the boat wants to launch a missile, and the XO is like, we have to get our confirmed orders because if we start a nuclear war, this is going to be some real fucked up shit. And it's just, a, like, a really tight, like, thriller between the two of them as they're trying to, like, assert command over the other on the submarine. Okay. It's excellent. It sounds good. Yeah, sounds like something I probably won't watch. You probably won't watch. I'll bring it up again at the end. It's one of my plugs, I think. Actually, let do really, it. It's way really fucking good. But uh, so we're back in Gotham. Two we're back weeks in later, Gotham. it's a heat wave because it has to be because Mister Freeze is in this. Yeah, um, we start up on a criminal, on a petty thief who is robbing a jewelry store. I have a, I have a problem with this scene. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> one of many of this movie. Um, we we hear in the in the two weeks before Mister Freeze and Nora. They've been... She's been frozen for 10 years now. Has she?
1: Yes, he said that.
0: Okay. Um, And in the Heart of Ice episode, I understand that the characters don't have to age. That's fine. Yeah. I I got really nitpicky with this movie. Like, unnecessarily nitpicky with this movie. So Um, In Heart of Ice, we know that she's only been frozen one year. Oh. Because it was was like his... Yeah. Because he had just finished recovering. Um, So that means minimum... I don't know why I still argue at this point. Why are there still petty thieves that think they can get away with this, where Batman has been around for at least nine years? What? How has he been around for nine years? Because she's been frozen 10, Heart of Ice, she was frozen one. But there's been. But nine Batman years. wasn't necessarily operating as Batman when she was frozen originally. Heart of Ice, yeah. But like no, she, not, not originally. But she was frozen before freeze became freeze one year oh yeah all right, right. never mind like she she could have been th- cryostasis for a long time before before the accident yeah before freeze became freeze uh didn't think and about i think that. there was then a time there was a like a, a time gap between when that happened to him and when he started uh, going on a crime spree yeah one year okay yeah that okay. was that was the one year i was referring to whatever okay <laughs> i my other nitpicky <laughs> moments make more sense because I, I actually did like actual research oh wow yeah i i had a little moment of delight in this scene because the the old man who they're robbing from is named myron and i think like myron's a perfect old name man partly because my grandfather's brother is named myron Ah, so that's just perfect myron and esther yeah is that was that her name no i have no idea it probably is though that's just like the generic old lady name (laughs) yeah but um but yeah so batman intercedes in the way he always does he jumps onto the hood of the car and like covers the windshield with his cape Mm mm-hmm which they crash. He captures them. They go to a party. Yeah, uh, he's in a tuxedo. Yep, as is Dick. Yep, he's wearing uh, cummerbund. Just no, that never looks no, good. but it's so cute because it's the same color as Barbara's dress. No, it's not. He's he's got like a like a like a pair. it's a whiter blue. Like a it's a periwinkle blue. blue. No, All it's right. not the same blue. He's got like a periwinkle blue. A, I said it's a lighter blue. She's like a darker blue, but it's, I mean it's not. He tried. He gave effort. He gave it the whole college try. I didn't understand. I didn't understand colors until I was in college. They're twenty. They're sophomores. <laughs> it was cute he tried he tried his best okay all right he <laughs> there was some awkward banter but so it, during the scene um there's a, 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 a decently odd conversation between uh dick and commissioner gordon yeah because they the, he knows that they're dating now are getting serious mm-hmm. uh we see like little snippets of her being batgirl and that's why she's late she comes to the party Another weird interaction between Dick and Gordon. Um, and then they have like a cute date moment and then they decide that they're going to go on a road trip for the weekend, which I guess they never actually get to do because no. she gets kidnapped. Yeah. Um, and I just want to speed to the, the most important part of this. Uh, I guess the second most important part. Um, I'm very curious what your definition of important is going to be. <laughs> go on. Um, so, you know, they have their cutie moment. Uh, we see Freeze talking. Freeze kidnaps Benson Belson Belson Belson, um, who is the leading researcher on cryogenic technology. As mm-hmm. we learn later, I was wondering why he played such an important role. He is also like two point five million dollars in debt from a like mishandling of pharmaceutical futures. Yeah, which we I've said this before is so complicated for a kids movie. <laughs> I mean, you get the idea. He's in debt. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, he it. he spent money that he doesn't have, kids. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, don't pay off credit cards with credit cards. It's a bad decision. <laughs> also, I'm sure most of our audience is older than us. Yeah. So, um, and probably more financially sound. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so, Benson kind of diagnoses Nora. Belson. I'm Belson, Benson. I know. Belson diagnoses Nora um her since her chamber broke she just has a few weeks to live yes uh and the only way to cure her at this point is to give her an organ donation yeah we, don't, an know organ which, we don't know what organ we just, it's an yeah, organ an, an organ transplant an ambiguous organ yes um just go right to church yeah so they they <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> um they rush up to the hospital to kind of scroll through the donor list there's no she also has the most like unique blood type in the world is this where you're going to get nitpicky here? Yeah. Okay. I, I Did you I, do this research? I did it as well. But I'm going to let you do this. Take, take, explain to us why this doesn't make sense, Cameron. Um, so she has AB negative. Yep. And apparently there's no dead donors. So they have to pick a live person. Yes. And in Gotham, there are 18 people that have AB negative blood type. Well, I think it was 18 women of a similar like age. and. So they say that. But then when Batman does the search was... without those restraints... It's just right, eighteen. So I mean, so, so that yeah. means no men. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're we're dealing with that little bit of implausibility alone, and technically, this is true. AB negative is the rarest blood type. Yes, there is. It's a point six percent. Yes, I got that same number. Yes. But what's the bigger problem with this, Cameron? Um. So I I connected it to Dark Knight. So in the Nolan movies, Gotham's about the size of Chicago. Okay. Right uh let me, let me put my numbers because i actually have numbers written oh, down you might have you might have different critiques about this oh um so doing the math there's 0.6 people in the u.s that have that type that blood type what what you mean 0.6 percent yes 0.6 percent mm-hmm. now who's um, getting it picky no a 0.6 <laughs> of a person um so in chicago there's like how many people in chicago I should write this number down oh man um, fall apart here like three no more than three million 13 million? I'll do the U.S. US number. There's about... In the U.S., There was about 19 million people with this blood type. In Chicago, if you just whittle it down, use the same percent, there's 16,000 people that have the The AB negative blood type. The population of Chicago in 1993 was 2.7 million. Okay. So it might be a little less than 16,000, but still, like, 18 compared to 16.5. Hang on. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm running numbers here. are Are you crunching the numbers? Crunch, 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 type, 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 enters. Ah, uh, hang on. I did the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Just trust me on this one. I actually did the math on this. I'm going to see if you're right, though. Okay. I did it to today's numbers. So it'll probably be like oh, you okay. know, 15, oh, wait, 9 it's, or 16, oh, it's two. 0.006. Okay. How many people do you have? No, it'd be .6. .06. 006 Sorry. No, it's a .6%. So it's .0. You multiply it by .006. So it'd be 1,650. 16,200. Oh, then I was right then. So I did the math right. Okay. Yeah, I got... Here, you can look at my notes. You can check my math. 16,000. Okay, there we go. All right. Okay. Yeah. This podcast is going way off the rails. We need guests, Chris. We we need to go back to guests. We need more friends. We need to go back to guests. We're at 40 minutes. We haven't even started talking about this movie. (sighs) We'll go through the movie pretty quickly, actually. So, okay, but... So I was about to get to my favorite part. Okay, go on. Because it's the song. They play the song, Chris. Okay, hang on, hang on. i oh, sorry, you had your note. I have my note. Okay, so your critique is that there should be way more people. Yes. Okay, okay but it would be half of that because it's women. They're mm-hmm. looking for women only. Yeah, yeah, but sure. But we're still looking at thousands. Okay. You're, you're still looking at minimum, and, like, a thousand. And they decide to pick the daughter of the police commissioner, who they must, right. both must know who he is. Yeah. Genius. I also had that problem. My, my problem, and I, I think this is right. I actually had a time, hard time getting this absolutely confirmed, but... So, AB negative is the rarest blood type in, like, known. The it world. Is, it is the world, yes. But it, also, it is also a, like, a universal recipient. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, AB, I mean, it has to all be negative blood type as well. But, so, AB, you can receive A, B, B, A, and O blood types. Mm-hmm. So, although it's the Going rarest. About organ types. <laughs> well I, I i think it's the same i think it's the same right i think no 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 chris the, blood that's t- not how the science <laughs> in this movie works okay yeah By all means this doesn't make any goddamn sense clearly they're just like what's the rarest blood type a b negative cool throw that in there mm-hmm. If they've gone for O? oh then yeah. they actually because that's it's, you know they can only o can only receive O. yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know this shit life lessons um, on tim talk Um, But yes, okay. so So getting to my favorite point, your favorite part. Okay, Um, I was wondering if you're going to bring this up. How could I not bring this up? Yeah. So Freeze and Belson are trying to find Barbara. So they call her dorm room to see where she is. They talk to a roommate. And what song is playing? I'm so blue. No, it's I am. am I blue? Am I blue? (laughs) Whatever. I didn't write the name of the song. It's the same song that that Batman has to sing in the Justice League. There we go. That's what I was excited for. (laughs) He got it. Full circle, like six ish years apart. Yeah. We can just stop now, right? Yeah, that was okay. the movie. All right, good. Uh, then there was some bad CGI, then Batman beat some people up, and then it's then done. everyone's saved. Yeah. so but That's they, our podcast, people. They they go after Barbara. They figure out that she's at like some swingy jazz club with Dick. Which is kind of cool. It I is, like is, this scene. It's kind of fun, yeah. I like. I miss uh, big band jazz clubs. I know, right? I can't say that I miss, because I've never been to never one. Never been to one. That'd be cool to think I miss the idea of there big band. There must be one in big LA. Band... Oh, there has to be. Yeah. I've been Oof. to like... Like low key kind of jazz clubs, but never. But I, want like, big band. Yeah, big, I want big bands. Yeah, I want big. I want big band swingers. Yeah, like like the uh, the big ballroom and Rocketeer style, like yeah. this huge, like almost amphitheater size. Like I want polar room. bears to crash this Trash. party. It's so cool because that's what happens. Polar bears crash. Uh, they kidnap Barbara. Dick gives chase on a stolen motorcycle. We get some real bad 3D. Some yeah, some real bad CGI. Animation. I I mean I. Am usually a sucker for bad 3D animation. Yeah. But this is just like such a bad attempt. Well, and I understand it's early 3D. It, I mean, it is. It's early. But I can't say that because Toy Story came out two years before this. Well, but this wasn't made by fucking Pixar. I get that, Chris. But companies can try harder than this. This isn't even like, uh, cyber, no, not Cyber Chase. What was the other PBS show that was all 3D? Fuck if I know. There was Arthur. There was Cyber Reboot? Chase. That sounds right uh something like that yeah okay but reboot did better than this when when would that's a full 3d show when would you say that uh we reached uh, what year roughly around like what movie can you pinpoint where a traditional 2d animated film used 3d animated elements in it and it looked flawless i don't know if i can say that yet really yeah but what about like something like Paper Man? Cause like that is, a, oh, that that's, is, that's true. a hybrid, right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of a hybrid. I mean, I feel like even the Disney movies in the nineties use some of that. Like, I feel like Tarzan wasn't a lot of his environment. CGI. Okay. I guess I was trying to think of uh less big budget things. Cause this was obviously made for, yeah, this is, yeah. Um, I was trying to think of just the other, like come on animation m- expert Marvel, or not Marvel, the other DC movies. Um, I don't know. I still I still can't think of any good like direct to video um, uses of it because I think more now companies don't do it as often, uh, but an anime that's become a much bigger thing because yeah. it's a lot faster. Well, and I think it also I feel like the the art style of the animated series was deliberately old school. I mean, it's, we've talked about it, it's modeled off the old Fleischer cartoons, right? Right. So everything, it has a bit of a rounded style to it, which I think makes it, or it's all very fluid, which it makes it harder to do like kind of crappy CGI. Like, I feel like when we start getting to like justice league and it's a little more angular, mm-hmm. there's clearly a lot of stuff in there. That's also yeah, like CGI. They, they can get away with it and it, it looks much smoother. Um, though there was one moment of, of bad 3d, which just like, I paused it. It was, it was like, season one bad episode, bad, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get to in a second, <clears throat> but there was a really cool car chase, which we were trying to talk about. It was, it was a decent, yeah, it was a decent, decent car chase. I love that, um, Dick just takes some guy's motorcycle, hands him his keys, like here, take my Corvette just cause I like the idea that Dick Grayson drives a Corvette. Yeah. It fits. Yeah, it fits. I'm very curious what year Corvette though. It doesn't matter, Chris. Okay. <laughs> we're 42 minutes in. We're still only 20 minutes into the, into the movie. There's really not that much talk about it, though, is yeah. there? Um, so cool car chase, freeze gets away with Barbara. Um, Gordon, she, like, rallies the troops. Montoya's in, like, dress, like, in, like, a police, like, an office, like, a, not a detective attire anymore. She's, like, mm-hmm. back in, like, beat cop uniform. I don't Cause know Because I guess, I think there was, like, a little note on the Amazon thing that said in New Batman Adventures, she was still a police officer. No, she's a detective. Okay. Then I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know why. All right. Because um, this clearly takes place after the last Mr. Freeze episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Error. Uh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> no one, No one cares. So uh, Barbara wakes up, she uh, tries to escape, and mm-hmm. she discovers that she's on an oil rig. Yes. Um, Batman, I don't know I don't know what happens anymore. Brute, they. <laughs> they, how did they... Uh, oh, they went to go talk... To, oh, there was one little thing. I love the trope, because it's just like, it's such a small thing, and I don't know why I love it so much. Because it's, it's not used anymore, I feel like. But when a character looks over a ledge, and it's like... A, a, a uh, deep drop, mm-hmm. they'll they'll change camera angles from the person to the drop off and, and they'll do like, like this Woo. in and out zoom yeah. just really quick. I love that and I don't know why. Do you know what that's referencing? Uh, I'm going to guess Vertigo. Yep. Yep. Have you seen Vertigo? Nope. That's a pretty good guess then. Yeah. I forget what the name of that shot is. Keep talking. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm going to look this shit up. Okay. Uh, so. I don't know why I whispered there. Batman goes. Uh, Batman. Finds the car. Figures out Belson is attached to this. Oh, no. He goes to the, the science lab first. Asks another scientist uh, you know who's in charge of all cryogenic stuff. Did you see who the voice was on that? Nope. Lauren Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <sighs> voice of Amy? Chris, I'm Fu- trying to speed through this podcast. Uh, the voice of Amy on Futurama? <laughs> oh, I like her. Keep going. Did you hear that Matt Groening's making a new series? We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. That's not important. <laughs> Uh, They learn Belson is the leading cryogenic person. We learn that he's $2.5 million in debt. Um, They go to his office to try and find clues. Um, They find his broker. They go interrogate the broker. Broker gets a call. Oh, this was this. No, next scene. Um, Gets a call. You know, they analyze the audio. Uh, They've realized, you know, he's not on the shore. That's why they couldn't find him. He's on the rig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this was this was a 3D moment. Where the, the bat plane, the bat bat jet, bat wing, whatever, Chris, I'm tired. It's been weeks since we've talked about this show. It's almost done. Uh, Are you okay? No, I'm not. Do you need a nap? I do. Do I miss cons. I miss Comic-Con, Chris. You're going to be insufferable for weeks. Um, I had two cons. I've never done back-to-back cons before. It's rough. It's hard. Yeah, I bet. Um, so as the, as the jet is taking off, wing is taking off. Alfred? No. Uh, the fire animation coming from the, the wing is so bad. It's almost like realistic fire. Yeah. It's like bad 3D realistic fire okay. that stood out so much to me. And I don't know why. It, it stood out more than the like, perfectly rigid figure of Alfred like, yes. slowly gravitating away from the plane as it's taking off. Yes. I couldn't I, – like I said, I had to pause and look at this fire because it was so – because it wasn't, like, hand-drawn. I mean, the whole last 10 minutes of this movie is drawing fire. Yeah. Like you the, can take a section of that and just put it here. But the, I think the whole shot there was CGI. That's probably why. Yeah. I don't think it was because yeah. the Batwing looked normal. The Batwing was CGI. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks bad when it's taking off out of the cave, and it's like it's doing this, like oh, like this. Like I don't know why you would have a like winding tunnel leading the bat cave. Like oh, that's cool way angles out of the cave. Ha, ha. What's wrong, Chris? Hmm? I'm tired. <laughs> oh man, this is a disaster so the, of a podcast. Oh, by as the way, do you, uh, do you want to know what the, the shot is they're referencing? It's called. What? A, in case you're curious, is it's it called a. It's, I, I can't believe I forgot this. It's called a dolly zoom, where that you, makes so much sense. You dolly away from the subject while you zoom in on, it, and it gives it that distortion thing. We've done that shot in, in uh, some sketch that was never put out.
1: We uh, did? I thought
0: we did. Whatever. It's not important, Chris. <laughs> oh, so, man. This is a disaster. So That's they, fine. They go, they go to the rig. Yeah. Um, and Barbara is rescued this time by the little Inuit kid whose name I forget. It's not important. Yeah. I want to keep saying Kerchak, but that's the name of the ape from Tarzan. No, it's just, it's just wrong. Is it? Uh, no, Kaya is... doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they we get off my Disney knowledge. So, she, so she, she's trying to run away, and the, the doctor goes after her with a gun and starts firing at her, and he like shoots a fuel tank, and the whole thing goes up, because it is an oil rig. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had to light on fire at some point. So then Batman and Robin show up in the Batwing to r- jump in and save the day. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> then, yeah, um, they uh, you know, explosion, 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 freeze comes out, they fight, um, they basically kill Bils- Belson. Yeah, he he's fleeing from the oil rig, he leaves. So, freeze gets like pinned underneath like a, a, a piece of debris mm-hmm. and breaks his leg. Belson leaves him behind, runs down, takes off in a boat. The uh, landing pad falls away from the oil rig just as Robin's taking off in the bat to swoop in for a rescue. And it just lands atop him and kills him. And I, I wanted to bring this up because we learned about this at Comic-Con. We didn't get to talk about this. And I loved this point. Uh, Kevin Conroy talked about the uh, the staying alive groan. Oh, yeah. They had to do. And I was listening for it. There's no stay they, alive groan exactly. in this one. Yeah. Uh, but he talks about the fun inside joke about that uh, where they always kind of do like an uh, like it's always like an A sound as yeah. the staying alive groan. And over weeks of doing that, it just kind of turned into them saying Andrea's name in a very, like, sexual way. Yeah. And so it was like the Andrea moan. How, how did it sound, Cameron? It doesn't... You, you, you can use your imagination. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's hard not to think of that every time you hear one of the moans now. And there's none yeah. this time because he just gets fucking yeah, flattened. Yeah, he's just dead. But uh, Barbara, despite nearly being murdered by Freeze... Oh, yeah, by the way, they want Barbara's organs. To go oh yeah, that's, that's the whole point. We of to should mention that at some point. Nah, they, can, they can put two and two um, together. But despite that, she goes back and and saves Freeze, and and Batman comes and saves them as well, and so they are able to get uh, Barbara and Nora and little Inuit kid out onto the Batwing. Mm-hmm. Batman goes back to try and uh, save Freeze, mm-hmm. who is now like dangling over like a, a giant hole through the middle of the rig over the ocean. And he, al- Batman almost saves him. Almost saves him, but he gets hit by a little stone and he, and he drops And he, and he the... falls. And yep. so we assume he's dead. And so Batman leaps mm-hmm. off of the structure and grapples onto the base. This was of the Bat very, wing. I mean, I, I said a lot of negative things about the 3D animation, but this final scene I thought was beautiful. It is, yeah. I, mean, I love when he's in silhouette against the, all the fire. Yeah, it's and so like he's, he's cool. racing off the platform. And I think even the Batwing here looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it. This definitely feels like it was just a stretched out episode. Yeah. Because most of it is pretty inconsequential, but I will give it credit. Like the, the endings actually pretty solid, like the last, what, 10, 15 minutes are actually pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. There were, there were two things that I wanted to bring up about this end scene. Okay. Um, why does Batman care about Nora now when, in the last time we saw Freeze, where she was perfectly fine still, he's like, no, we have to leave. I don't remember what the situation was. Well, that place is blowing up as well, wasn't it? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or he's like, freeze, we have to go. He's like, no, I need Nora. He's like, fuck Nora, we gotta go. <laughs> I guess he did. Like, last he? time he didn't give a fuck about Nora. Yeah, This time now, he really does. Yeah, now, I I mean, yeah. Now she's out of her cryogenic chamber. Yeah. So she's a real person in his eyes. Uh, and the second point I wanted to bring up is when he, when we joke about it being stretched out, this was just a game of who could say, like if I'm not back by now, we without me the most times. So oh, I think yeah. in this 20 minute span, it I think it said four times. I think, isn't it pretty much all Batman saying it too? Yeah, uh, Batman said it three times and Freeze said it once. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a game of who can be the most selfless. <laughs> uh, I think the answer there is Batman. Yeah. Always. Although Freeze does technically get left behind. So maybe it's him. Um, but it has the the most, this is also a very like, staple thing from batman the animated series this perfect wrap-up at the end where it's like some remote scientific outpost in the arctic and they're watching a gotham city news broadcast yeah that just happens to feature some release and talking about how nora was like given the transplant through like a grant from the wayne, wayne. foundation and freeze just like like in his like pajamas because he likes the cold just like looking through like oh cool yeah my wife's all good and and off he walks yeah it was it was kind of melancholy ish it wasn't as impactful, though, as the other Freeze endings. Not at all. No. There I'm, was a lot. That was, this was my next question, and I don't know if we have time for this full thing. Yeah. I mean, we, it's a longer episode. Like, all right, It's a yeah, movie. Yeah. So we, 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 I said we got ourselves a good, like, 20 minutes. We um, so so we have brought up the idea that, yeah, this would probably be better as a two-part episode. It wouldn't yeah. be as, as loose. Um, where was my question? Um, how – very broad question, and I probably should have prefaced this before the podcast. How would you make this better?
1: Hmm. I, had um, few, I had a few points, but I'm, I mean, I'm curious your ideas. I mean, I as
0: a movie, or are we talking, like, the, the possibility of making it just an episode of the show? As a movie, how do you think it could be better? Um, what hmm. steps could they have done to, to change it? You, I mean, you can change anything about it. Keeping it, you know, the same basic characters, what would you have changed about it? Uh, this is real bad, because these kind of questions are literally my job. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know how, to, I don't know how to answer this. Well, right I, now. I guess I figured fight. <laughs> I, I mean, I, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I well, what I know, like, what I noticed about it was that it was inefficient storytelling. So I think it is, I think it's just the wrong format at the end of the day. Like I think it, it delivered a kind of a big enough finale to kind of feel justified being a movie in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think there was enough story here to warrant length of it yeah like you know we talked about it all a lot of really inconsequential stuff happens it all kind of gets dragged out like they the way they kind of discover the mystery behind it way batman and robin investigated it's all a little contrived um i mean that i feel like doesn't care like he had no besides his name being on the being in the title he didn't need to be in this movie at all Oh yeah, this could have been a complete Robin independent story. Yeah, and that I think that almost might have been the more interesting thing is that they had made this a two part episode that maybe focused exclusively on Robin and Barbara, mm-hmm. like, and really put their relationship up at the forefront rather than just kind of putting it in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things kind of related to this, one of the things that I I can't remember is if there's ever a story that explains how. Um, Batgirl gets folded into the actual official Bat family because by the time we pick up again the new Batman Adventures, like, Bruce knows who she is and vice versa and she's, like, fully part of the team. Okay. And I couldn't remember if that happens here. It doesn't. Like, she... No, we have no reference point on if they know or not. Yeah, I almost would have liked to have that incorporated in there somewhere. Though. And that's kind of upsetting because, like we said, this was four years after the show. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. And they they did make it very vague. Like, it didn't matter if they knew or not. Yeah, and I mean, she's... She – they get – it's Barbara so that there's personal stakes for both Robin and Gordon. Mm-hmm. But but they don't show that. that. That was my point. Yeah. And they – I mean, so they – she's mostly a damsel in distress, but by the time that she escapes, she then turns around and helps them go back and get Nora and the kid, and she's helpful in her own right. So she's more than just a damsel, but she's basically just a damsel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're gonna make it a feature, I think they had to focus more on the Barbara Robin or Barbara Dick relationship, and maybe actually have her role as background get revealed and vice versa. That might have made it more interesting. Okay, what about you? Um, I still think it could have done well with Freeze being the main because Freeze was the main character. Of yeah, this movie. and I think I think he more or less works. I I think they could have done it better. Okay, because compared to the last, compared to the two times we've seen him before, mm-hmm. obviously this doesn't stand up to Heart of Ice. No. Um, do you think it's better, equal, on par with the Walt Disney episode? It's I feel like the Walt Disney episode was this movie. It's basically the same plot. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's almost done in 22 minutes and is a little bit better. That's a yeah, a little bit. Um, I think mainly because Freeze doesn't have an arc in this, he's bad. And then he's just kind of a little bit less bad. Yeah. And then everything works out for him in the end. That's true. Yeah. Because like, when, except he has a broken leg. Yeah. Like that's the big consequence of this yeah. is he broke his leg. When when he realizes and he's, he's not left. with his wife anymore. Yeah, I exactly. guess That's kind like, of a big, kind of sad. But yeah, when he realizes that Batman's gonna go back to try to save Nora, he helps them save her. Mm-hmm. That's about it. But I mean, you could argue that he's not saving them; he's saving her. Yeah, he's only doing it for her. He only does yeah. anything for her. Right. Um. And, like, they tried to make him both the main character and the villain, which works sometimes. But, like, I would have rather uh, Belson been, like, a bigger, like, a a more evil figure. He was just kind of a douche. On, like, him. Yeah. Because, like, I thought at the beginning with him, like, trying to scam him out of all this money, like, maybe he had a bigger, like presence behind it yeah but no he's just a guy that was that needed money yeah that's it and like if they made that a bigger villain and gave freeze a better arc to kind of realize what his actions are doing like he has that moment where barbara says that she will do the surgery just in better circumstances yeah like if he well if it was a transfusion she said i'm happy to that's do that's true yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more than a transfusion that yeah killer uh i th- i feel like you know he could have talked to doc, I you know, not a scumbag doctor, yeah, and probably. had something else happen. Um, what else did I have in here? I had a few big things. Uh, yeah, give moment, give freeze a moment to really contemplate his actions and mm-hmm. like see the consequences that are happening besides having his entire quote unquote lair blow up in front of him. Yeah, and which is kind of always the cop out of the show. It is, and what could have been interesting is you know, so he's doing he's doing all this. He's basically going to kill Barbara to save you know the woman he loves it could have been interesting if uh the relationship between barbara and dick were then treated as like a a mirror of that and maybe if he got a chance to like see them and realize like yeah oh like and that that's the other big thing is like we understood why dick was in was was so passionate about this thing yeah but in batman fashion we never got the batman talk of like i'm doing this alone you're too close to the situation. That's true. He just, like that would have been, like that would have given Batman a reason to do this and it would have yeah. added a, a new level of conflict. That would have been really interesting to, to deal with. And especially with Gordon. I think that's what really upset me is they could have done so much with his character. He just disappeared. Even with just having his like three minutes on screen, he still seems very, I mean not calm, but he seems on top of his stuff. Like he's a hundred percent devoted to his work. Yeah. Like this is like a routine thing. Like have you checked here, 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 here and here. Like, he has no emotion that his daughter has been kidnapped by one of the, like, most powerful villains of Gotham. Yeah. Like, I would have loved a moment where, like, you see him trying to command the troops, and he's just, like, getting mad at everyone Mm because they're not doing what they want. And, like, either Bruce or Batman has to come in. Because they both have a connection with with, uh, Gordon. Yeah. Where they come in and have to, like, talk him down. Like, I'm going to get this done. Like, just take a breath. We're going to find her. Yeah. Like, that would have been great. Well, I, I think this proves your point you asked at the very beginning like it's impossible to watch this and not have the same sort of expectations for phantasm where like every element of that is completely drenched in like really like gut-wrenching and like heartbreaking emotion yeah and here it's all just plot yeah and like they chose the most emotional villain for it yeah which helps it a little bit yeah you could still more or less have this be a different villain and it functionally, it would be basically the same. Mm-hmm. It would be maybe a little less interesting. But, yeah, you, you uh, go back to what said at the beginning. You do get the feeling like this was maybe an episode they were written they just never got around to making, and then with Batman and Robin coming out, like, well, we can capitalize on this. Right. Yeah. And maybe this is why Bruce and Dini weren't a part of this, is because they kind of saw that this wasn't up to their standard or quality. Yeah, I think they were all... Well, I'm trying to think. when this 97, they would have been working on... New Batman and... And this is when the comic series... This is when Dini was working on the comic series as well. I think so, right? yeah. Yeah, and so what's interesting is that there was actually... This did well enough, though. That there was a proposed sequel. I don't know if you read about this. Mm-mm. It was just a brief mention on Wikipedia that it was going to be Batman Arkham. And not necessarily like Arkham Asylum, like the the novel, like the graphic novel that was made into the game. Right. But it was going to be kind of a similar thing, like Mm-mm. Batman going against like, a lot of his rogues galleries at Arkham. And that was... Scrapped in favor of making Return of the Joker instead. Okay. Which I rewatched recently and is amazing. Yeah. I have I have seen that one, so I'm excited to rewatch that one. Yeah. I think that that falls in pretty closely behind Mask and, the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's that that's the Batman Beyond version of Mask the Phantasm. Absolutely. I think it, it succeeds in a lot of the same ways. Yeah. Yeah, this this is just kind of like it's an episode. I from the reviews that I read I think the only reason people loved it was because they were just comparing it to the live action film. Yeah. Like most of the views are like, in comparison, this is amazing. This is everything that I wanted. Well, And and if you came out of Batman and Robin being really mad at the fact that it's a horrible version of those characters. Yeah. Those characters are done poorly. Mm -hmm. Then you would watch this and be like, well, it's not necessarily great, but at least it's an authentic version of Freeze and Batman and Robin and like Barbara. And again, there's a four year jump. Yeah. So you you don't have that same storytelling no. and character development. We have the luxury of having watched the entire season of the same series. Yeah. And like even I mean so we we put it here deliberately because like timeline-wise this where it makes the most sense Yeah. is to be right here. Um but you know, I imagine too when it came out there's probably people like, "Oh yeah, like this takes me back." You know, I think in the same way that you and I both had a fondness for like Batman and Harley Quinn, we watched it at Comic-Con because mm-hmm. like there was a lot of stuff that brought us back to when we watched Harlequinade. we watched Harlequinade, yeah. So there might have been an element of that, too. People are like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I miss the animated series. Wasn't that such Early a good nostalgia. version? Yeah, it's like if there's enough stuff there for you to remember how good the animated series is if yeah. maybe this isn't that good itself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we don't have to watch it again, which is good. Yep, we're done. <laughs> so, and you never have to hear us talk about it again. No, 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 no. Also, we never said BTAS or BTOS, I just realized. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> um... I don't think I have anything else really to to talk about on this. I think we, uh, we've basically hit all of my notes got, on it. Yeah, I got my fast facts in. Um, yeah, Batman didn't care. Oh, I did have one thing that I thought you would appreciate a little bit. Ooh. Um, so this is a different voice for Barbara. I thought so. Right, so in the, um, in the animated series, it's Melissa Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And then we get to new Batman adventures and all the subsequent storylines. It's Tara Strong. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, it's Mary Kay Bergman. Yes. Do you know who that is? Should I know who that is? Not necessarily. Okay, but you'll recognize stuff she did. She basically did every female voice on South Park, oh, for that's many, cool. many years, um, and she was actually also the original voice of Timmy Turner. Oh, before Tara. Yeah. So like with the like there was a short, I guess, as part of like a broader thing um, that included the intro for for the Odd Parents, and mm-hmm. she was the voice then. Uh, probably in Power Surge. I think so. That was the very first episode. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's like two roles that uh, she passed along to Tara Strong. <laughs> so. Or that Tara Strong stole from her. Let's say it was done nicely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Tara Strong is so amazing. Yeah. So. There was, there was a quick side note. There was a, a cute, I think, video. I mean, it might have been a Vine from a few years ago where it was Tara's daughter trying to do the Timmy Turner voice. Oh, yeah. And Tara like swings the door open and Timmy's voice is like, what do you think you're doing? It was cute. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. What have you been watching, reading, listening to? Uh, I went and saw Dunkirk. Okay. Yeah. How was that? It's, um, cause we saw different movies this week. Yeah, No. Like deliberately. So it also very in unintentionally, li- but kind of unintentionally, but also very in line with our personalities. Yes. I think. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, one can only guess what you went and saw. Um, it's the Emoji <laughs> movie. Oh. You, did you actually see No, it? I haven't seen okay. the emoji movie. I feel bad because a friend of mine actually worked on that. It's <laughs> so like, I want it, like, I'm a tour. And I want it to be, like, for his sake, like, I want it to be right. successful. And like, Patrick Stewart is in it. Patrick Stewart is in it, but also it's, like, the fact that it exists uh, hurts my soul. Yeah. Um, but I did see Dunkirk. It's, it's solid. I mean. Uh, it's reviewing very well. It's doing, it's doing well. It, uh, it got number one over the weekend box office. So you and I were joking. uh, You made a comment about how the emoji. You texted me about how the Emoji movie was at zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I said, "But watch to make more money than Atomic Blonde, which we're gonna go try and see this week, and super Mm -hmm. excited about." It did because it, but it only just got beaten out by Dunkirk. Like Dunkirk did beat it for the weekend, but only by like a tiny little margin. But I mean, so Dunkirk, it's it's very Nolan. Um, It is gorgeous at times. I went and saw it in IMAX. Okay, Um, worth it seeing in IMAX. Like it. The especially the dogfight sequences, like so, Tom Hardy's uh, an RAF pilot, and so all the the, the dogfights between um, his Spitfires and the the German Messerschmitts are just fucking breathtakingly gorgeous. Like I like had like visceral reactions, like <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing. So, I mean, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. It is really tense through a lot of it. It's it's mm-hmm. short for Nolan. It's only like an hour and forty five, which okay. is really short for him. Um, but I have to admit, I did get bored at times. Just because he was really trying to emphasize it as a a visceral experience more so than like a traditional film or story. So like there are, are I know of like I couldn't tell you a single character's name. Like a few of them are named, but like um like uh oh god. Killian Murphy is mm-hmm. in it. Doesn't have a name. Like the main guy, I don't know his name. So That's it's fine. It's, it's not about their stories and their arc so much as like what they're experiencing. And I don't know, it's it's all right. Um, okay. In comparison to kind of Nolan's last, from, from like, Dark Knight Rises through now, is, there, is it just Interstellar between them? Uh, are, uh, yeah, so of, his, oh, la- him, of, of his last three stinkers, which has this fall. I mean, this isn't quite And like st- Inception, I guess, this isn't is not there. This isn't quite a stinker. Um, I was hoping he had more movies come out between Dark Knight Rises and now, but I guess he didn't. In, it's, it, it's that it, inception and interstellar for me inception was the last great movie he actually made okay i think there's a lot th- there's a lot to praise about this movie it's it's a really easy movie to admire it's a hard movie to love okay let's put it that uh, way. i'll change the question compared to saving private ryan i actually haven't seen saving private ryan oh wow i've seen I a, i've seen a good movie that you haven't seen I know there are a few out there that uh, I, ha- I have owned a copy of it for many years I just never bothered to sit down and watch it because like I know it's gonna be super super intense but that I mean that's the reason I'm not what I not I'm I have not watched Dunkirk yet yeah and it's it's yeah I don't know if you have to see it to be honest if you're going to see it try and see an IMAX like okay. that's what I said about Interstellar too like I will never watch a movie again but I'm glad I saw it one time in an IMAX theater mm-hmm. same thing here um, but it's not it's okay Okay. So it's still it's still my plug. If you want to see a great movie, go watch Crimson Tide. But uh it's still <laughs> my, it's still my plug for the week. Okay. So, but what did you go see, everyone? Uh, well, first I want to give a quick plug. I'll wait for this. This plane to pass through cuz this is a very important plug. Uh, that helicopter? Nope. <laughs> it's an aeroplane. It's Tom Hardy in his aeroplane And the um, Spitfire. Yep. Um one of our very good friends of the podcast, Matt Acevedo, oh yes. and his uh, company Hyper RPG mm-hmm. created this amazing Comic Con video, that is uh, a great video, music video, yeah. and it's great. I've probably listened to it like six or seven it's times now, and it's so much so fun, frustratingly catchy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm uh, you know I'm a little upset with how many views it has because it's not like getting the traction I think it deserves. Okay, especially for like the quality they put into it. It's, it's yeah, it's it's incredibly well done. I, I know it made up on IO nine. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I made up on io9, it's up on Kotaku, it's up somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone should go check that song out because it's, it's really great. Comics on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of talking about how we need to give praise to the people that made Comic-Con, what Comic-Con is yeah. and to the artists and writers and creators of, you know, yeah. of the comics and not just folks on the entertainment side. It's, it's, it's very clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great, um, Good good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But my worst plug is I saw Valerian. So to you, how was it? There was... I wish... Honestly, I wish I liked it. Oh, no. I was hoping you at least liked something about it. I loved the... I I loved the aliens. I thought they were great. They were very well done and animated and very unique. Um, And, like, it was... I the closest thing I can compare it to is speed racer. Okay. Where it's just like it's fun to watch mm-hmm. cuz like I could watch and just look at all the different aliens because like I heard the story of how they kind of created some of them and they basically locked a bunch of artists in individual rooms for 24 hours um like all around the world they did this yeah. just so there was no communication between them. Okay. Uh and had them create their own thing. It's like each artist did like 10 to 15 aliens. That are completely unique to every other person around the world. Like, that's so that's, fascinating. That's pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah. And I I could rewatch it and just like every time I watched it, I could see a new alien because okay. there's so many. And yeah. it's so cool. Uh and it's just like a color explosion. It's like almost sensory overload with how much you see and hear, and it's cool in that sense. Uh, but then there's this B storyline of this horrible love story between valerian and um lorelei Car- Lorela- yeah yeah lorelei yeah um that just is so bad mm. and so poorly done and it really waters down the rest of the movie mm. like it's cute in the beginning because it's like him proposing to her even though he's like supposed to be the least faithful person on the planet or in okay. the galaxy um it's, it's very similar to like um star lord and Gamora. Okay, wait, Least faithful as in he's, like, sleeping around with a whole bunch of different aliens? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, not so, uh Other one. Uh, other Chris. <laughs> uh, Kirk and um, uh, Ahura. A, a okay, well, ugh. from... Okay, Kirk and Ahura were never an item. I know. But, like, he's still chasing after her. Not really. In the first movie, he is. I mean... In he kind of, definitely he, is in the first movie. In, like, in kind of like a half-hearted way. yeah. I mean, in this, it feels very half-hearted in this. Okay. But, like, the first scene, he proposes to her. Um, mm. And, like, the whole movie is him trying to prove himself to be, like, the faithful husband. Okay. And it's just, like, it's, it's so... And there's no chemistry between the actors. And that's kind of the biggest critique a lot of people are having. Yeah. And if it didn't have this B storyline, this would easily go up on, like, my... I would rewatch this movie, you know, okay. two or three times a year. Because, so, like I said, it's so visually fun to watch. But the plot the, is a if real If it sticker. didn't have that stupid love story. Because, like, even um, even the main plot is a lot of fun because it's a lot of just nonsense, which I love. Yeah. Of, like, we this know. bad thing is happening. How are they going to get out? Uh, is that what a um, deus ex machina is? Is when, like, a complete third-party thing comes Hand in of to God save the day? is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what deus ex like stands for. There's, like, ten of those. Oh, my God. And I love it every time uh but if it just wasn't for that stupid love story it'd be so much fun okay and i like i it's very obvious that i enjoy bad movies and this oh, like yeah, we, we know like i said i wish i loved this movie well i wish i could say that it was fun but that storyline is just it kills it so hard oh it sucks i know so it's not worth going to see uh, i don't think you would like it okay I'll, I'll take one uh, on that one. Like yeah. I have friends that I think I've, I've recommended it to some friends that enjoy the same kind of bad stuff that I like, mm-hmm. and they'll watch it once and it'll be over with. Okay, um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think you would like it. Okay, I'll skip it. There are there are other things I'd rather go see. Mm-hmm. So, well, so we have like. Like one genuine plug amongst all that for Matt's video, yeah, <laughs> maybe more so than the um, movies. Oh yeah, and I, I'll I'll do another good plug just because it's what I've spent my entire week doing. You don't you don't have to if you don't want. You know. uh, I was gonna plug Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. Uh, have you watched the series before? No, but no, and I've watched that series. I can before. include it. In all thing. right, I'm not gonna call. It, I'm not gonna talk about that. You can cut all this out. <laughs> Probably won't. I won't. No. <laughs> what well, uh, I want to know how mean I am to you. No, nah, that's fine. I I didn't. Yeah. Everyone's seen the series already, except for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's shit, it, guys. We made it through a really bad podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. If you made it this far, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of. I mean, if it wasn't for the Comic Con podcast, it'd kind of be two stingers in a row. Yeah. Wait, what? No, finale was bad, Chris. Yeah, I guess it was. Not to hit on our own podcast. No. It, yeah, it wasn't a very good episode. But but uh, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. I'm sure you liked that uh, that promotion in the middle. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> give, give me one second. <laughs> I um, I've, I've been distracted of late. Uh, oh, it's Guilty Pleasures, our promo. Oh, oh we know them. Yes, uh, Jack and Amanda. I want to be on their podcast. I do, too, actually, yeah. Because we have so many Guilty Pleasures. You especially have like all the Guilty <laughs> Pleasures. Yes, My whole life is a Guilty Pleasure. It's, it's our friends, uh, Jack and Amanda, and their podcast is all about... like Every episode, they have a guest come on, and they talk about a, a Guilty Pleasure, something, something they love. I think this upcoming... The latest one, I think, is The Twilight Zone, I think I saw from their Instagram. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, but they are both just super, super funny and just like the sweetest people so mm-hmm. yeah highly recommend go checking out their podcast i'm sure it's a lot better than this one. Oh, oh i'm sure so it sucks if someone has to listen all the way through our crappy podcast to get a promo for a much better one <laughs> but, i mean that's that's how it works but you know what? they probably don't talk about batman so there we go there we go we have a one-up on them we barely never again about that. because now it's all gonna be superman from this point on yeah uh because we will be returning next week with not a movie with not a comic-con special with not a crossover special which We've been doing a whole bunch of recently, just straight up Superman. Superman. The beginning of it, Superman animated series, the first three episodes um, of that series. Three? God, you're making me work. Well, I mean, it's a three part okay, intro because it's that's like it's fine. like his, you know, it's a little bit of him on Krypton and then him as like a kid. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, adult, yeah. yeah. We got Can we just Luther? We <laughs> <and Louis laughs> Lane and Jimmy Olsen. Can and, we just watch the the Justice League birthday episode for like sixteen podcasts in a row? Like it's oh, for me the every time. For the man who has everything mm-hmm. when he's got the um The parasite. <sniffs> it's not it's not Starro. It's um Whatever. I don't remember the name I don't of it. Know, We'll get to that. We'll get, get to eventually. Year. Yeah. No. But we're getting close, man. We're we're actually we're getting pretty close. Well, closer to static, which is obviously <gasps> Superhero Static Shock. There we go. Uh Yes, but we will be back next week with Superman. Yes. Uh, until then, if you want to reach out to us for whatever reason you feel inclined to do so, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I am at Lordifer. I'm... Those same things. Yeah. I'm at CamDexter underscore adventures. Uh, and my art is at Cameron.Dexter have if you, you want to go see that. Have you been posting the same thing to both accounts recently? Just once. Okay. Because I feel like... Because I... I, when I'm going through my Instagram, you pop up, you pop up in like four places now. You have double like profiles on both the, the Tim talk Instagram, which <laughs> I look at. I no, you don't really. Nope. And then my own. So I see so much of your life, Cameron. Yes. My very exciting life. <laughs> yeah. I don't You had like a, have like a work thing or something you put both Oh on. yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a dog and gotten candy. Oh. Okay. Yep. It's time to be done with We're this. We're sorry, everyone. Yep. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening and goodbye maybe we'll see you next week (laughs) hi i'm amanda salvator and i'm jackie ray and we're the two hosts of the guilty Guilty pleasure Podcast. podcast the show where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd and embarrassing interests hey amanda what's your guilty pleasure i like dipping donuts in soup oh really but that's the kind of stuff we talk about. Check us out every week on the Nerdist School Network. Want to submit a guilty pleasure of your own? Email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. And remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.